Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of F that I'm doing a podcast. This is episode six. I'm Curtis Harris. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend and we're all preparing for our Memorial Day weekend festivities. Lots of grilling and having fun. It's the kickoff to the summer. It hits a lot different now because we've made it through seemingly a pandemic and we're still in a pandemic there are lives that have been lost even now getting the vaccine with people getting the vaccine there are several lives that have been lost who have not got the vaccine or who have but overall it's still a bad time but for those who are vaccinated it hits a lot different we feel a lot more confident, cocky about ourselves. We're feeling really good about ourselves. And we should. We went through hell. So, cheers to everyone who is celebrating Memorial Day weekend. Cheers to those people who, regardless of whatever holiday pops up, they're still here working day in, day out. So, you all have my respect on that as well more than you know I want to lighten up a lot of my podcasts of late past couple of days anyway making a little serious but I want to lighten it up a little bit kind of and I want to talk about Disney Plus or specifically Disney Junior I'm a dad with a 6 year old about to be 7 and a practically 2 year old who's about to be 2 in June and I watch a lot of Disney Plus. I watch a lot of cartoons. Like a lot. And not. I never imagined in my single days that I will be watching as many cartoons as I possibly watch. Oh my god. But anyway, uh, during all that, I have noticed certain things in a lot of cartoons. One in particular. Or I'm going to bring up a few, but one in particular that sticks out for me is the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Now, you remember, or your granddad remembers, or your uncle remembers, the Mickey Mouse Club from the 50s. Um, I want to say in my time, I think there was a Mickey Mouse, a version of the Mickey Mouse Club that was what it was. I don't think I, I think maybe there was some kind of variation of it. Uh, the new variation of Mickey Mouse, or the one that got started in 2013, that went ran for five seasons, is the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and it was one of the first kid shows that my daughter, my first, my my yeah, my oldest first noticed and was attracted by she was a baby so all the colors lights and sounds kind of appealed to her and as she got older she really enjoyed Disney she's still a Disney kid she loves Disney but as being a dad you're sitting there with your kid and you're halfway tuned out of certain things you kind of pick up on some stuff you're kind of wondering or maybe it's just me because I'm sometimes bored during all this you sit back and you go 
I wonder what the hierarchy is in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse universe. I mean, for five seasons, we don't know at all where Goofy lives. Goofy lives somewhere. I want to say there was an episode where they went to his home, which they went to his home, which was a tent. I swear it was a tent. He he got sick. He had a cold. So they spent the episode making their way to get him well. And they spent the episode getting mini soup to them, to Goofy. And Pete the Cat spent the episode trying to find ways to fuck them out of the soup because he was hungry. He wanted the soup. I don't even know if he ever even had mini soup ever in the entire history of it all. Maybe he did at some point. Maybe there's a maybe there's a moment when Minnie made him soup one day and he loved it so much that anybody who got soup he wanted it. But he lived in a tent. Mickey Mouse has a clubhouse, a beautiful house. Minnie, where does Minnie lives? We kind of got an idea on where Minnie lives when she did the bow episode, her bow extravaganza episode. We kind of have an idea that she lives in a house, but we didn't get to see it till season five. And she has two nieces, but we never met Minnie's sister or family. That's another thing. We've never met any relatives of Daisy. We just can assume that Daisy is just happy, you know, with the little bow in her hair. She doesn't have family so that's why she spends Christmas with Mickey and Minnie and everybody and while we're all in the subject of family can anyone explain to me the Donald Jr. episode and the other episodes I think there was at least two where Donald Jr. showed up the way that they explained it that was this is Donald Jr. And they go, oh, it's like a little Donald Duck. And they didn't like look at the screen like Jim from the office and go, is this Donald and Daisy's kid? Because Daisy's in the episode and she doesn't act like she knows this kid from anything. She just is surprised that Donald has a Donald Jr. And I guess Daisy Woodson be surprised. It didn't come out of her. So, who was Donald Jr.? I mean, there were two whole episodes. Two deadass. They deadass went through this whole entire thing. Explaining Donald Jr. Uh, explaining, not explaining Donald Jr. Having Donald Jr. in this episode. And there was some kind of talent show. And Donald and... Uh, and Donald and Donald Jr. Were practicing a dance during it and there was no real explanation about it they just had a moment when he introduced his kid I want to say it's his kid it's got to be his kid it's not in Disney Donald Duck lore he has three nephews and we've never met his sister in the regular Disney stuff 
Huey, Dewey, and Louie. They're his nephews. And in the DuckTales show, there's a he has a niece. Well, he has a niece, I want to say. But going back to Donald Jr., Donald could have easily said, well, this is my nephew, Donald Jr. But maybe that would blow too many kids' heads going and ask a question like I'm asking about Donald Jr. The other question I have in this is Clarabelle Cow. Clarabelle, she bakes cookies. She bakes muffins that bounce all over the place and sing music and shit like that. We've never seen her home, technically. She is sometimes around a muffin stand, and I want to say maybe that might be a back alley area and behind the muffin stand where she has a home or she has maybe a tent. But all the Mickey Mouse family, other than Mickey, they kind of live in squalor. When they go to Mickey Mouse's home, that's probably the first time they're actually able to enjoy a good night's sleep. I'm doing this outside, y'all. I'm sorry. People don't know how to... People like to show off their muffler. But... They're trying to... How, how do they live? I'm looking at the whole landscape and what's made up in the landscape. There's like a mountain that has snow on it. And Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus are up there sometimes. Um, there's a there's a whole train system. Their infrastructure system is insane. There's a train that carries a track in front of it all the time. They've done the whole around the world thing and they go to certain areas. Are they actual worlds or, or countries? Or is it like a little area of the Mickey Mouse universe where it just sits off on its own? What happens when they're not there? You know, they have a whole Sahara, Sahara Desert where when Mickey wants to play Indiana Jones, it's, it exists over there. There's pyramids. And let's talk about Pete the Cat for one second. And I'm try, I'm going to try to keep this very low about very subtle on Pete the Cat but Pete the Cat is the most disenfranchised character in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse I mean for real we know he has a mother at least he's able to show birth of proof of birth in this we know he has a mother and Pete the Cat Pete the Cat he, he loves soup he loves cutting deals that involves getting quarters or feathers or rocks or marbles. He he loves uh he's always got some kind of scheme where he's going after jewelry or he's grabbing animals like cats and dolls and stuff like that. Um What's his motivation on, when it comes to this? I mean, he didn't get to do the dance with everyone until season, till the end of season two. And then he was able to be a part of the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse group. Even Club Cow didn't get that until three. 
Pete the Cat, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. He really doesn't. And when you... Couldn't there have been a, a moment in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse where the thing that they were looking for didn't turn into a mouse? Couldn't it have been like a duck or a mini? The, 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 girls in Mickey, the girls in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, they don't get the dude that they get. They had a nice little Charlie's Angel episode. They had their little moment where it's just the girls. Well, not just the girls. It's the girls and Mickey. Like, Mickey had to be there on, their, on this all-female adventure, dictating on how they're going to do it. Minnie could have said, oh, Toodles, and Toodles would have showed up. They even made a female Toodles. She could have showed up for this thing. Um, but Mickey's always got to be there. And I'm not hating on Mickey. You know, it's his show. It's his universe. But there should have been more levels to it. I would never want to live in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse universe. I, I wouldn't. I would, I would probably be diabetic because of all the sweets. There's never really anything that's a meat product that you want to call hot dogs. Something to eat. Mickey, Mickey and the Roasters did a better job on showing food there. So I could, I could see myself living there. But not the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse universe. It would be terrifying because I would have to, my choices would be pretty much hoping that Daisy makes soup. Maybe that explains it. There was never, there was all these desserts and Pete was tired of the fucking desserts. He wanted something with some texture to it, some flavor. And so when Minnie got brought the soup and everything, he's oh, finally, I got to get this shit now before it's gone. And at the end, they gave him, a, you know, some soup. Like, here, you begging motherfucker. Here's some soup. and Enjoy it. Eat the soup. And Pete has a mom. Does the mom, you know, uh, does she just do just, just desserts? Or does she give soup out? Maybe the mom's soup wasn't cracking. Well, uh, there was one episode where uh, Goofy did the Chef Goofy on the go. And that was where they had a variety. That must have been heaven for those Mickey Mouse characters. Where they go, oh, finally, we get some food other than this uh, mini goddamn cakes and donuts and shit. Jesus, we're finally able to eat. And the animals in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, are they being taken care of? We don't see Pete, not Pete, but Pluto eating some dog food. We just assume... He's getting dog food. He's getting taken care of because he doesn't look malnourished. He looks healthy and happy. So there's that for you. Uh, they have they have the weather system there is nice. They have an occasional they have occasional storm or wind. Occasionally, it doesn't rain there at all. So that makes me wonder. How the land isn't all dry and nasty without having anything to grow, to build it up. Unless, you know, the hand robots that come out, the, ha the happy helper hands or whatever come out and they just water the, the lawn or they saturate the lawn with something. 
it's it's real fascinating. I would love to see a horror movie done about the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I, that would be insane. Someone gets trapped there and asking these questions that I'm asking right now. And my girls love Elena of Alalore. They they love it so much. My my two year old has gotten to the point where uh, when we were on when we were at Disney, um, we bought Elena scepter. Well, not bought. My mother in law got our daughter Elena scepter, and our two year old loves the scepter because now that she's talking a lot more and watching Elena with her sister, she says Blaze, and it's so cute when she says it. But it's. It, she she loves they both love the show they love the music in it. Elena of Avalor is probably the one Disney cartoon that plays regular on Disney Plus or Disney Channel that I would love to see a live action version of. I would love to see a live action version of Elena of Avalor. It I love the representation that it that's in it. There's questions I often ask about the landscape and the politics of Elena of Avalor, but they're not as problematic or fucked up as they mean Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for sure. But you have your char- you have your characters in it. One of the characters is Mateo, who is a junior sorcerer, magician, wizard, whatever you want to call it. He's a, he's a, he's Elena's sorcerer. And I like I like Mateo. I think Mateo's awesome. In the whole history of the whole entire series I would have loved to have seen Elena and Mateo hook up. They should have got together. I mean, Gabe and Naomi got together. I mean, I would have loved to have seen that. But Mateo, he's kind of low-key, a, a sorcerer assassin. In their three seasons, which kills me about this, because Elena Valvalor needed like five seasons. I, it ended in 2018 or 2019, and honestly, it was it was such a good show. They could have gone they could have gone on with the show. They could have gave it tons of movies. Uh, and it was representation, and I love the representation. I love the music and the sounds in it. And I don't know what Disney is doing or planning, but they really dropped the ball on not giving this more seasons. But Mateo is kind of a low-key super assassin. Because in the history of this series, for all these three seasons, he's killed at least three people. His body count is at least by three. Maybe four, in some ways. If you want to call the sorcerer guy who who, uh, got turned into a butterfrog or whatever, and later on got eight. But... There was a water wizard episode where this girl accidentally conjured a water wizard, a water creature. And the water creature was fucking the, the town up and everything. And this whole chase to get him before he gets into the water and really fucks things up. And they manage to get to him in time by freezing him. And then Mateo goes, I got a great idea. And Mateo turns him into snow. Not sends him away, turns this creature, living creature, into snow and they didn't speak about it because he never made a return when they went to the spirit world his ass wasn't there it's like he turned his ass into snow like literally that guy was raining in in pieces probably living water droplets over what he did and there was another character who Mateo took out Mateo's, Mateo's badass 
He tries to act like he's all, oh, I'm so scared. He's not. He's a badass. He's an assassin. He's a low-key assassin. And I think Elena knew that he's the guy that would get the job done. If they ever have anything they had to do, he's the one to do it. Like, she didn't trip so hard about Shariki because she knew if, if it ever went down, if it, if it ever came down to it, Mateo would be the one to uh, lower the boom on shit because he's that he's that killer. But I'll talk a little bit more about Elena Avalor in a future episode because I want to share my love for that series. Like I said, it's one of the best shows on the platform. Well, this has been Effort. I'm doing a podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We had some fun. And uh, we will talk again shortly. Hopefully a little sooner than next Wednesday. Take care.